The Lean Braves reporting for duty, our last show for 2016. Your source for fitness and food education with a noble purpose. Fasten your seatbelts and hold on to your carrots. You're listening to Lean Braves Radio Show at theleanbraves.com. We are Avengers of Health. Welcome, Braves. I'm Ron Jones with Chad Snow in Kansas City, Missouri. And we're the Lean Berets, and we're talking about La Sierra PE in Kansas City. So, Chad, thanks a lot for being on the Lean Beret Show today. Hey, thanks for having me, Ron. Appreciate it. Yeah, we've been working back and forth a little bit trying to get this show scheduled, so thanks for your patience. And you were one of the first PE teachers to start implementing the vintage uh, physical education calisthenics from La Sierra PE. You've been doing it, what, a couple years now? kind of hard to put into words i started teaching this is my first year here in the uh i teach at the hickman mills school district uh-huh and, uh before that i had taught in minnesota taught in compton california i've taught in a lot of places and um i got away from it i started to work in um you know group homes with uh disadvantaged kids and whatnot so i kind of got out of the pe structured pe teaching for a while right once I got back into it this past year, I was looking for validation of my philosophy. I'm not the type that just likes to play a bunch of games. Right. Outside of college teaching, but I know I always like to teach. Especially with today's day and age, we have a lot of kids that are out there doing stuff. Right. I mean, you know, I don't have to tell you that. but uh, Yeah. Well, we've got to... <laughs> The fitness yeah, levels have, I, have waned know, I, a bit. I didn't want to be that guy to come in right away because you have to build some trust with kids. You, know, you can't just all of a sudden come in. Today's day and age, and expect kids to follow you unless you have some backup. Right. Uh, so I just started kind of looking around. That's where I fought, found uh, your website and then found the you know, La Sierra program. And I was like, oh, this reminds me of stuff I used to do when I was coming up. I'm 44 now, so I was, obviously wasn't that old. But uh, Yeah. When you actually did calisthenics, right? You know, you competed and yeah, took pride in your fitness. Exactly, exactly. You know, the the, the nice thing about using history is it it's already been proven and already been done. And if you use the good stuff, you know it'll work again as long as you teach with the same methods. Um, just for a second, I'm going to explain what La Sierra was for people listening to the first time that haven't heard of that. But La Sierra High School was in Carmichael, California. And it was the last PE program in America to make a national impact. So they came into prominence in the early 1960s. The school actually opened in 1956, and there was a guy named Coach Stan Laprati. And he was a powerhouse in physical education and fitness in America in, in the 1960s you know, through the 80s. And um, this program went on to be not just nationally famous but world famous. They were on the, the Today Show. They uh did presentations and exhibitions at the State Fair in California. They were in Reader's Digest. They were in the cover of Look magazine. They were JFK's poster child for PE. And President Kennedy really wanted to uh, reinvigor, if you will, 
reinvigorate the, the national fitness of America. And in reality, P.E. died with JFK's assassination. So that's kind of the short story. Um, of course, Leprati went on to keep promoting it, but without that solid leadership from the top down with JFK, it never quite had the same punch. And so what we've been trying to do around the country with people like Chad is just get that message out there that quality P.E. is important. So, um, Chad, the La Sierra program, the foundation of that, as you know, was their strength endurance exercise routine. And for what, for the people that don't know what that means, it's a, it's about a 10, 12 minute calisthenics program that they did at the beginning of the class. And it had, we would call them jumping jacks and things like that, but they were actually titled a little bit differently in those days. So you can just shoot from the hip now, make sure you talk right into the mic so we can hear it. And then just tell me how, how, okay now. Yeah, yeah, it's better. And then tell yeah. me, uh, you know, how did you, when you saw, obviously you saw the program, you saw there was some value in it. How did you get that started with kids today? Because this is a question I get over and over and over from around the country. Like, how do you get that going again? Because it's so different. So right, what can right. we learn from you? Well, I mean, I think for my situation, it might even be a little bit more difficult. Um, the school that I teach at is called Crittenden Children's Center. Mm-hmm. It's a alternative school. It's part of the public school system, but it's like a residential treatment facility slash school. And then we also have a regular day school mm-hmm. where uh, kids are um, bussed in from the district that um, you know get uh, get sent here simply because of discipline, um, attendance, kind of a hodgepodge of reasons. Right. But, you know, then they get the label of, oh, they're the bad kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... Me being a PE teacher, you know, you get a lot of kids that come in and right away all they want to do is either A, not do anything. Right. Or B, um, you know, toss a ball around. Mm-hmm. Basketball or whatever. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, it keeps them active. Sure. But right away I just started doing the, from the day one, started doing a calisthenics routine with them. Uh-huh. Just breaking it down. And I didn't, uh, I didn't compromise it. I didn't ask for permission mm-hmm. and the kids bought into it right away but i mean you have to build a, you know, a little bit of relationship sure you know what i mean it also helps that i do it with them yes that's a huge part of this the pe teachers of lost era were really fit and we've got archive uh, not only photographs but film of them leading uh the boys you know right rep by rep so that's a that's a huge thing because a lot of pe teachers are not uh at your level and they really should be you should be leading by example right it, it, like like you just said too, it makes it easier for the kids to buy into it too. Okay, well he's doing it. I guess I have to do it. And sure. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not every day is not like sunshine and rainbows. You have kids that resist it. Oh yeah. But you build uh you build those relationships. You can build leverage with them. It's mm-hmm. like all right, well you do this. You got we have ten minutes to devote to this. The rest of the time we can devote to you know choices you want to have, whether it's playing a game of basketball or. No, right. it's typical traditional stuff that the kids like to do. Yeah. So. Well, I'm a I'm a credential PE teacher too, and we we have a some commonalities here, and and maybe we can help people understand this. But I've also done some work in juvenile hall. I've taught at a community school. Uh, I've worked with high risk kids before, and one of the things I learned about them is, um, you know, they have to have a high chance for success to to make an effort. So if it, you know, teachers really encouraging that, that helps a huge exactly. amount. And also what was really interesting working in juvenile hall is that 
even though you would think that's just the, the absolute worst place to be, some of the kids actually didn't want to go home because they had a structure. So I'm going to circle this back to uh, La Sierra because the way they taught it in these days was very, very formalized and very, very structured. You knew exactly what was coming and when. And there's a there's a comfort in that, I guess, if you're coming from a home life where there is no structure whatsoever. So that might be something you can talk a little bit about, um, because there are a lot of high-risk kids out there that need something, right? Oh, definitely. And, you know, we have also kids that come and go, um, whether they they pass their, you know, the treatment plan that's set for them, or mm-hmm. some of them just leave for whatever reason it happens to be. Right. Even in the day school program, you get a lot of kids that come and go, or attendance might be poor. So the, one of the biggest things I do for the kids and the other teachers here, they do a great job of, you know, the routine structure. It, I mean, I mean, we could talk for hours about. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, in today's day and age, everything's like set up to like entertain. Exactly. To, I always feel like we have to entertain the kids, and everything's got to be more fun and technology this and mm-hmm. this that and the other and you really get down to it it's, re- it's not really helping them yeah you know I, this is kind of a side story but when i was uh, doing my teaching credential i had one of the master teachers tell me that hey if you have to get on top of the desk and dance and entertain the class do so and i absolutely refused i almost got kicked out of the program because I, I said i'm an educator i'm not an entertainer i understand it has you know should be fun and engaging and all that but i said there's a there's an honor to the profession you know it's at some level you're not a clown right so yeah right, it's, right. it's kind of interesting i um being in the community school um I had a kind of an old school approach. You know, I only had one classroom rule: was show respect, get respect. And um, I did my best to do some, you know, good PE activities. I, I was a PE teacher and health teacher there as well. Um, but I didn't know La Sierra then, so it would have been interesting now <laughs> trying to do what you're doing. But I'm very encouraged right, right. that that you're doing that. That's wonderful. And the nice thing about it, and this is something I learned, Chad, as you know with these kinds of students, they can be there one day and gone. And so everything I had to do had to be uh, completed in one day. There was no unit plan where we're doing two or three weeks of work. And so the La Sierra program, once you know that, I mean, you can run somebody through that, and they have a 10-minute program they can do for life, and it's actually going to help them a lot. So I'm glad they're learning it. Maybe it'll come around later for them. Well, I've even, you know, it's it's nice to hear the kids even, as you know, too, we don't do this for like a pass on the back or yeah. I mean, if you are, you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons, but it's always nice every now and then to have a kid come down from mm-hmm. you know, the residential units and say, yeah, I did the, I did the little routine over the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I got bored. So I did the stretching routine. Mm-hmm. That's another thing I do with the kids too is you know, like on Mondays, say Monday, Wednesday and Fridays of a regular week, I'll do the, I'll just call it strength and conditioning, mm-hmm. which is just the, Sierra program will yeah. do, and it, it's modified obviously because sure. Um, but then on off days, like say a Tuesday, or Thursday, typically we, I just call it active stretching, mm-hmm. and we'll do like you know yoga poses and mm-hmm. different body movements. But I kind of describe it as, or I should say, hide it as stretching. Oh, we're just stretching. Yeah, that's all we're doing. But really, <laughs> actually, we're doing a little bit more than that. But right, right. You don't have to know if you don't. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. sometimes, oh, I don't want to stretch. It's just boring. Yeah. But a lot of these kids, they need that. They don't get 
Absolutely. The kids are so tight today. You know, you you think, well, you know, when you're when you're young, you're limber. That's not the case. If if you work with children today, you know, they have a lot of movement issues. So, one of the fascinating things that uh, came about with the research in La Sierra High and their uh, calisthenics program is that if you taught it to classical World War II standards, all those exercises could be termed corrective by design. And so, they all have a purpose in helping the students or anybody move better not just get more fit so i was very pleased to really take a hard look at that and go this is really going to help people move better you know and then the right. kids today really need that and you know uh you know getting back to the you know the beginning of it where you have a kid that says oh i can't do those i can't do push-ups mm-hmm. all right well you can modify mm-hmm. and even with some kids we've had to modify instead of just putting your knees on the ground you do planks Absolutely, so, absolutely. So, like, you know, we get done doing our, say, eight-count eight jumping jacks, and we'll jump right into, I'll just say, push-ups or planks. You know, back and in... They, that, that gives them a little bit of ownership because it's like, okay, well, I can't do those push-ups, but I can do a plank. Well, and there's, you know, a, a good plank. There's a lot of value in that. I'll give you a little thing that you might want to try with them. Back in the day, uh, one of my mentors said in, in the German gymnastics system, they would make the students plank for three minutes straight before they ever got to do a push-up, and that was their foundational strength check. Sure. So, I don't know if you've ever tried to hold a, you know, just a like a push-up. Basically, it's called a front lean rest position, actually, yeah, te- yeah. technically. But just hold that for three minutes. I mean, even for me, it's like after, <laughs> after oh, about two minutes, easy. man, my shoulders yeah, are singing what? a song, you know. <laughs> no, and the kids like I. I that's one of my favorite pieces of equipment. I'm not a big equipment guy. I think mm-hmm. our, our bodies are our best equipment. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You hear people complain a lot of times, whether it's you know, teachers or students. Well, I failed, or I didn't do good because I didn't have the right resources. Well, our number one resource is our, you know, our motivation to actually do something. Mm-hmm. So, on on the equipment side, what kind of equipment do you have in that kind of a school setting? Do you have um, pull up bars or par- parallel bars, or, or you know? Well, we don't really have a lot. We uh-huh. have, I mean, the hospital itself has some equipment, but I try not to use it a lot just because you don't want to get right mixed up and stuff. So, but I'm kind of a minimal minimalist when it comes to that stuff. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like to rely too much on a lot of things because mm-hmm. that stuff can either a be taken from you or it can get broken. Well, yeah, and the nice thing about the old school stuff, I mean, if you a good pull-up bar, man, it's kind of hard to break, you know. I mean, well, right, yeah. There's none, and I think it might be a safety thing too. Mm-hmm. Too much stuff in our our gym at our school, but yeah, you know, thing. that that's one of the sad things um, studying the classical PE systems over the last hundred and fifty years is that a lot of the off-the-ground equipment was taken out based on safety, but. Yeah. The, the reason it's a safety issue is because it's not being taught properly, and that's that's one of the right. most important things that people can learn how to master is gravity. And if you don't know how to use gravity, you're never going to be as fit as you could be or healthy. So that, I mean, this is something that comes up over and over and over in classical PE. They're right. always using gravity, and there's nothing better than a, just a straight pull-up bar. There's all kinds of regressions you can do with it, as you know. You need to have the kids with their tippy toes in the ground and— so they're not hanging their full body weight because a lot of kids can't today. They're too right, overweight right. or weak or both. So, and it's also a, a for people that don't know, like Chad and I, it's a it's a great tool to hang a bunch of stuff off of. You know, you can put a TRX off of it or a rope or mm-hmm. some rings. I mean, it's I'm constantly hanging stuff off my pull up bar, so I don't just use it for 
military uh, pull-ups, you know, and it's exactly, cheap. Exactly. You can make it with some pipe, you know, pretty, right, pretty, right, pretty right. basic stuff. So you're um, now you got some weather back there compared to California, of course. So you're always inside, or do you get to go outside as yep, well? Yep. Yeah, we're always uh, always inside. Okay. Especially again, just because of the school and the, mm-hmm. the where I'm at, there's a lot of the kids can't go outside, or they're not allowed to. Okay. So just have to be careful with that. Yeah, sure. I have a question for you. Uh, the La Sierra Strength Endurance Routine has a cadence count, and for what? For people that don't know, they they counted every single rep as a group, and um, that ended up being the most important part of the whole program, according to the alumni, was the counting part because it it unified the group together because everyone's you know saying the same thing at the same time and they were they were actually yelling it forcefully, yep. which I found when I started doing it, man, that was a cardio load. I almost passed out the first couple of times. So it actually gets you in better shape. How are you doing that? Or are they saying it or yelling it? Or are you doing all the talking or how's I, that uh, it started out? I was doing it. We we're just doing the traditional eight count, yeah, eight count reps. And then, uh, you know, five of each, um, five reps, with mm-hmm. eight counts, obviously. And then, like you said, you, especially when you're doing the, like the stride hops and jumping jacks, and right? You get out of breath real quick. Absolutely. And yeah. The kids would make fun of me. They're like, oh, you're out of breath. <laughs> then I started to have the kids do it. Yeah, you try it, man. <laughs> and they realized, oh, man, you're not joking. Yeah, but no. So, usually I do all the counting because the kids get shy sometimes. Sure. My, my class sizes are kind of small, mm-hmm. so it does kind of put you on a stage, yeah. if you will. If, so I just basically do it myself. It's a little technical, too. But it's um, if if they can learn the counting, that that's actually a... a, a extra cognitive load and it's a good brain organization thing too so i found it a little bit challenging well actually i found it a lot challenging at first to figure all of it out but as i got into it it got a lot easier to do and then teach it um you know i've spent some time talking to tim jordan in indiana who is using this with middle school and high school and traditional setting and he's got some amazing success stories you mentioned having to regress it and modify it and you know make sure you can find a level for the kids to do safely and He's just telling me, like, some of the stuff that the kids, even the girls, they couldn't do one push-up, and now they're doing ten. And um, have you seen, I mean, I know your kids can be in and out, you know, and a little right. transient, but have you seen some progress over time with them? Oh, yeah. I uh, I was just talking to my fiancé the other day about one of my students, and not to just single him out, but mm-hmm. this is a kid that um, – I hate to say typical kid, but, you know, he'd, he'd rather be on his iPad or sure. some sort of device than any sort of physical activity. That was kind of a swear word. But mm-hmm. he started, he couldn't even hold his body weight up to do a, even an elbow plank. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. So, but now today when we do our workouts, he can hold a plank. I think he did a, he held one for a minute. You know, that's phenomenal. Which, that is really amazing. And that is so good for his spine and back. Uh, pain prevention program, you know? Yeah, and it's like, you know, some people even say, like, oh, that's one minute, it's nothing. Well, I challenge a lot of people to do that. <laughs> that's, well, a, you know, for him, it was a huge improvement for a kid that couldn't even hold his body weight up. So it's like those little baby steps. Cause you, like, like I said, too, you always have the kids that, you know, you can't, you can't make, like I tell the kids, they'll be like, well, do I have to do it? I'm like, well, I can't make you do anything. Yeah. That's one of my catchphrases with them. I can't make you do anything. Mm-hmm. Only you can do it. Yeah. But if you're going to choose.
choose to sit out, that's your choice. Right. You have choices to make. And the kids, you know, they don't want to sit there. Like, all right, I'll just do it then. Yeah, or, good. I'm not going to do it, but then they end up doing it anyway. Yeah. So I was like, you just got done doing something you said you weren't going to do, so congratulations. <laughs> so, like, you have to, you have to, it's almost you're playing, uh, you know, I, like I view myself as a coach as much as I do a oh, absolutely. quote-unquote teacher. So it's, you know, you're a leader. Yeah, and with those kids, it's a little more complicated because I, yeah. you know, as you, you found know, out, come with their own, come with their own issues, and some days, some days they go do a one eighty, and right. you know, just to get them to do anything is monumental. So yeah, yeah you have to, you have to tiptoe a lot. You don't know what sometimes is going on at home with some of these kids. I mean, I've heard some horrendous stories. So the, the fact that they are doing it and kind of, you know, basically getting into it is, I was really encouraged when you mentioned that to me a few right. months back and that's why you know I really wanted to talk to you about that and let people know that you know it, this can fly in a lot of different settings you know from a traditional setting to high risk youth uh, yep. setting like you're working in uh, homeschooling uh, groups are buying into some of the classical methods now whether it be lossy or other things um, it's good stuff you know there, there yeah, are some good things a, out there like you used to hear the word calisthenics or whatever and Right. Oh boy, here we go. And you know, it's not like that. It's like this is the one body you have. It's like you eat it what right and Yeah. Get up and move a little bit instead of well on your device all day long. Absolutely. And it's only part of PE too. This is what the the critics don't always understand. You mentioned calisthenics or something formalized like this, like ah oh, it's a military, blah blah blah. It's like, well that's that's like ten minutes of the whole program, you know, or a period. Right. We don't do this the whole time. Right, because exactly. classical PE also had recreation, play, games, dance, sports, you know, and that was all part of it. Self-defense was part of it. So there were a lot of different components. But there's a place for formalized calisthenics, and, it, and it, especially if it's done right, it can be extremely corrective. And as you're finding out and sharing, the kids are getting better and they're improving. And, and those those young people will be, you know, lined up to be better employees and better citizens because they won't be soaking up as much health care dollars, you know? I mean, that's the whole idea with this, you know? And right. I've studied the history of back pain quite a bit, you know, in 20 years, and, and that the ability for people to do that plank is a is a big deal. I did corporate health for over 13, and one of the most right, important right. things I taught my people was how to do a fundamental plank, and I had numerous adults say that they got out of chronic back pain by developing that deep internal core strength that you're teaching the kids. Even even just the simple flexibility, too. Yeah, that was part of it. That was part of not having back pain. It's it's both. It's strength and flexibility. It's the old school basic stuff, man. <laughs> the nice yeah, thing about... Like a, you get the, oh, this is boring. Well, I was, uh, I'd rather have it be boring and you're still going to do it. And the kids do it. And why do we have to do this? I was like... Thank, hopefully you'll thank me later. I won't later, but well, you know, it's, sitting in a doctor's office with back pain is pretty boring too. I mean, that's uh, yeah, that's you know, not fun either. I'd rather exactly. do the calisthenics, you know. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's yep, cool. I hear you. Um, so what? Uh, so you do that, and what else do you do with uh, these types of students, and that that seems to work for them? Obviously, you know, when I was teaching the high risk kids, they loved basketball, but I mean. Besides basketball, oh, yeah. what what yeah, what I else mean, are you doing? You get the you get the typical basketball. They love basketball. Most mm-hmm. of them. I mean, if we give them a choice day, and I, a lot of times I do that with kids, especially, I, you know, that's one of the I talked about leverage earlier, mm-hmm. 
get this. If you do A, you're going to get B, which is what you want to do. Okay, well, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Let's play basketball. All right, let's do that. So they gave me their best effort in the calisthenics thing, which to me is a big deal. Mm-hmm. All right, so now here you go. Well, I'll, and it's not like we just roll the ball out, but sometimes kids love to, at least the ones I've been working with, they love to have some ownership in what they do. Absolutely. I'll give them that choice. Of, you know, choices are a beautiful thing. Well, it feels you get those taken away from you. Yes. In settings like this. Right. It feels good to um, work for a goal and obtain that and reach for it a little bit. That's a Greek ideal that goes back to ancient Greece. You know, the, we're reaching for something. You know, we're we're striving for that that excellence, even though we're, we'll never quite get there because we're humans and imperfect. But it's a it's an important thing for, especially the high risk kids to to engage in improving themselves. That's a really really yes. big deal. Especially you know, like we were talking about, it's. No, but a lot of these kids come with some tough backgrounds. Mm-hmm. They, they don't trust easily, and they're leery of any sort of authority figure. And right away, their instinct is to fight back or to question or to, you know, give you that attitude. Which sure, if you're if you're a young teacher, if you're a teacher that's not equipped for it, you end up going toe to toe with them or trying to fight with them. Right, right. You, you don't get anywhere. Yeah. So in order to build that trust and build that relationship. They have to know that you care too. Mm-hmm. Giving them a voice. Absolutely. Them know that. That's one thing I try to do. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make you work hard. I'll, I'll get your heart rate up. Mm-hmm. I'll make you do push ups or planks or things you would normally would never do. But now here, you get a choice. Well, I'll tell you, you know, from, from an administrative position, um, using physical fitness like you're using it is really good for discipline issues to improve the attitude and the discipline. And there's some interesting things going on now with schools that are putting that back in and they're seeing classroom discipline issues dramatically decrease. So you're definitely on the right track. And I had a little, I had something to share with you. You might run by the kids. I mean, um, in, in researching this last year program, I noticed they did a tremendous amount of hopping and so we started digging into jumping and hopping and the history of that. And uh, what we found is this, if, if, if the kids are really into basketball, you know, vertical leap is huge. It's a, it's a, it's a big deal, right, to be, ha- be able to get off the ground and get that vertical. And yep. my son is in basketball, and I notice a lot of kids can barely get off the ground, even though they look really fit. And so the yeah, hopping drill, yeah, the hopping drills, um, develop the foot fitness and Achilles tendon so you can get that vertical leap. And those should come before the jumping drills, but oftentimes today people just do box jumps. But the preliminary part of it is the hop. So if they want to get off the ground and vertical leap basketball, man, if they really got into those La Sierra hops, that would be tremendous for them because they would really see a difference. So that might motivate them, right? And that's one thing that uh, I just started adding Maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a month ago or so, we start doing uh, just the, the jump drill too. Yeah, it takes some. The, oh, the agility drills at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the well, the agility, the the agility drill where you're talking, where you where you get on your bottom and mm-hmm, you do a mm-hmm. little quarter turn and yep, you yep. pop back up and you run in place. Mm-hmm. That's that agility drill. Yeah, Is that the one you're talking about. Yeah, we. I haven't got. I haven't added that one. Okay, in. but even the hopping and in the. You know, we set the hops up in the video, the training videos, to be fairly moderate, and we thought oh, yeah. it was a good. Yeah. Sp- yeah. But you can that add, you can add hops to that, or the kids can do it on their own as they get more into it. But you know, um, La Sierra went up to two hundred hops, 
per hop yeah. drill. I mean, that, that was crazy fit, you know, and I, and I've actually done that before. It's like, Whoa, that's a, you know, <laughs> if you want to work your feet and Achilles and lower body, that that's a good way to do it. Well, I know you got to get out for Christmas and, uh, let the people clean up the building. And, uh, yeah, we have our last, uh, our last, uh, day is Wednesday and then we get a little bit of a break. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on the show. You have anything you want to uh, say to, to finish up today, Chad? Oh, hey, I just appreciate uh, giving me an opportunity to talk with you. It's been fun. We should probably do it again. We could probably cover a lot of different things. Yeah, I'd like to do a show uh, in the future just on, um, you know, focusing on inner, inner city kids. You know, you work in South Central L.A., and it's a bit of a challenging environment, and there's a lot of kids yeah, no out doubt. there that are higher risk that could really benefit from quality physical education beyond just throwing the ball out. And I think right, that's definitely right. worth sharing. We could – delve into that after new year's that might be a good new year's show so yeah well i just wish you and uh your family and everyone else listening a happy holidays and new year and uh we'll be talking soon absolutely and my best to everyone in kansas city as well thank you okay you've been listening to the lean braves radio show at theleanbraves.com music today provided by sammy hagar until next time keep moving for a noble purpose No excuses.